Well, let's get into the word tonight. And um, I, for the last couple of weeks, I've been sharing some things with you about um, intimacy with God, a real relationship with the Father. And remember that you have, every human being has three deep, deep needs. Intimacy with God. Everybody say that. Intimacy with others. And self-worth. The enemy works against all three of those. Which one do you think is the most important? Intimacy with God, obviously. Let me actually tell you this. And I want your full attention for this. The most important thing in your life and eternity is an intimate relationship with the Father God. Hear me. That is the most important thing. It's the most important thing. And listen. Think of the whole story. The whole story. That's what was lost. And that's what was found. That's what was broken by sin. And that's what Jesus came to restore. That's what he came to restore. I thought he came to save us. <laughs> what he came to do is restore us to the Father. That's, how, that's what that is. To restore us to even have the capacity in the heart and, and the bridge to be able to have a relationship with our Father. So this is too important to minimize. So that's why I've been taking a couple of weeks to do this. And there's some things we teach off and on all the time uh, in the church. Uh, I read this quote years ago. If it was worth saying in the first place, it's worth repeating. And especially things of this kind of import. So uh, last week I shared with you about how the word of God can actually be a tool that we can hear God with. And we spent time on that last week. The takeaway is this, that when you spend time properly in, in God's word, the takeaway for you is wisdom, insight, and understanding. And that's going to save you a world of hurt if you have wisdom, insight, and understanding. Anybody with me tonight? You've got to have that. And it comes from God's word. Just by you exposing yourself to God's word. Remember, not just by holding it to yourself. Not just by having your name on it. Or a special cover. You know, or sticking pictures and dried flowers in there. You know, that's, that's not going to do it. You've got to get the word into you. Abide in the word and the word abide in you. And the takeaway, and we read it clearly last week, is wisdom, insight, and understanding. Now I want you to think about this. Let's think about this this afternoon. There's enough. There's enough pressure in life already without having extra pressure on us because we lack wisdom, insight, and understanding. See, if you're equipped, if you're, if you're equipped with wisdom, insight, and understanding that comes from God, you're going to fare so much better. I didn't say you'll be perfect, but you're going to fare better. The, reason, the only reason you won't be perfect is because it's you carrying it. It's you and I carrying it. But God helps us in these ways. Well, tonight I want to share with you some suggestions for time alone with God. Kind of tell you how to. Y'all okay with that? Because the proof of learning is application. The proof of learning is application. So I don't want to just give you information. I don't want to just give you inspiration. 
I want to be able to show you how to apply this so that you can do this. Because, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, the most important thing in your life is a relationship with your Heavenly Father. Okay? So, I want to give you some suggestions tonight. They're not rules. I don't want to make this rules. But let me put it this way. These are some strong suggestions. So, if I was telling you some other suggestions, I'd say it works better to turn the lawnmower on to mow the lawn. Okay? So these things are kind of on that order. But some of y'all are still, you know, twitchy from how you grew up. I don't want to make it rules, okay? So these are suggestions that will help this be successful in your life. Amen? All right. Now I'll write kind of in hieroglyphics here tonight a couple things that we're going to look at. Start with your heart. Everybody start with your heart. Three of you said it. Start with your heart. All right. Jeremiah chapter 29. I'm going to read this passage in three different uh, versions here. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 and 14. The beginning of verse 14. And the Lord says this. And you will seek me and find me. When. Everybody say when. Is also the idea of if. When and if you search for me with. Help me out. All your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. Now, don't answer this out loud, but I just want you to think. Have you ever done something with all your heart? I mean just all your heart. Sometimes it's like, you watch this, and I still don't understand this, the running of the bulls. (laughs) And then we've got goofy people that come from here that don't know anything about it and buy some white clothes and go, I want to run. You know, and... And get out there, you know, and I don't, I don't get it. But I promise you, if you were out there, you would run with all your heart. Y'all hear? Well, in our walk with God, and if this is the most important thing, I think it starts with the heart, with all your heart. And he didn't just say, just seek me. He said, no, it's when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. I like that. I will be found by you. In the message paraphrase, it says this, and I love this. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Listen to it in the New Century Version. You will search for me, and when you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. And I love this, this next phrase here. It says, I will let you find me. I will let you find me, says the Lord. It starts with our heart. It starts with our heart. And you've got to put your heart into this. How many of you know that we can go through the motions on a lot of things? Okay. This is, this is something you cannot afford to be religious about. And by religious, I mean just going through the motions about God, but without God. This, this has to be with all your heart. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. Jesus said this, quoting from Isaiah. He said, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their what? Come on, their what? Their heart is where? It's in Albuquerque. It's far from me and in, what's the next word there? In vain, they worship me. The word vain there, let's kind of go backwards on this. It means empty. Let, let, me, let me put it to you another way. 
you just wasted your time. You just wasted your time. So you can honor God with all the movements and all those kind of things. I'm not even talking about in service, but let's, yes, let's talk about in service. Did you know you could go through, and we had we had a pretty strong time tonight of, of praise and worship. There's some powerful declaration you, you could connect with or you could just let it glide by. And I want to encourage you, when we come corporately together like this, hop in, hop in. We're about to do some things too. I have some things in my heart and just some vision for some things. We're about to crank some things up so, some more because two things have to happen when we're in here, and that is that Jesus gets lifted up, that he is high and lifted up. And then the word has to be preached without, with authority and with clarity. And, it has to come, and our lives will change. And this atmosphere, atmosphere will be so charged that somebody come in an atmosphere like that and they're away from God or don't know God. Well, their life just changed, okay? And so, we, so that can't happen if you just kind of, Jesus, you're so strong, or, you know, whatever the song, <laughs> the song would be. And then Pastor John says, let's lift our hands and you know get your heart in there your heart in there otherwise you know what you kind of do you just you know wasted your time proverbs 23 verse 26 and what are we talking about we're talking about our time alone with god everybody say time alone with god when we're spending time alone with god it starts with our heart proverbs 23 verse 26 Book of Wisdom, it says this, my son, let me just insert this, my daughter also, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. I think you give him your heart and then you're going to be able to see something. Give him your heart and you're going to be able to see something. Let me give you a little principle here. Your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. Your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. They connect. It's part of how you are made. It's kind of how it works. They're two separate things. But the way we are, the real you, the spirit man, your heart is on the inside. And so a lot of things have to kind of go through some channels. And then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? So there's a connection with all this. And, what, and the speech centers dominate the brain, the mind. So you've got all this kind of tied together and working together. And that's why you've got to be careful of your thoughts. And be careful little eyes what you see. And be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little mouth what you smoke. And, and all those things, okay? Just and drink and whatever. I just want to throw that in. Um, and now my mind lost where it's going. No, uh, uh, your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. So if you are trying to have alone time with God and you're going to pray and you're going to worship and you're going to read the word and all that stuff and your mind is somewhere else um, and you're just sitting there just kind of going through it, whatever, it's, it's not going to work. Heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. You know, sometimes we get distracted with something, you know, and. Uh, you know, maybe my wife is uh, returning emails or something and she's hard at work and I'll walk through the room and I'll say something to her like, um, do you know where my bl- blue shirt is? And she'll go, uh, I love you too, honey. <laughs> you know, and it could be any one of us, you know, and I made that, I made that up. That didn't really happen. But you know how it is sometimes we're distracted with something else. 
And so we're like, oh, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. But we're reading USA Today. Yeah. And, and check and see if you got any emails over the night. You know, or, or, or whatever. We, uh, we've got to be careful with this. Got to be careful with this. And if you read on some kind of, uh, uh, on your phone or uh, one of the tablets, an iPad or something, or on your computer, you got to be careful because with just a click away is a game. You know, and you're, you're, should be worshiping God and you're playing solitaire. Father, help me to find a good card here, you know, or whatever. <laughs> So it starts with the heart. Everybody say, it starts with the heart. Secondly, you've got to have a time and a place. A time and a place. Go ahead and say that. Why does that guy make us say everything? Because I want you to remember it. I want you to remember it. See, if you hear it and it goes in you, and then you have to pull it back out and say it again, you just wound it around yourself a little more. And it helps, helps you to remember things. You've got to find a time and a place. Listen, here, here's reality. You, you really only do what you schedule. And that may or may not make it on a calendar or some kind of, you know, uh, schedule kind of thing. But I mean that you say, I am going to at this time go do this. Truly in life, you, you really only do what you schedule. And our lives are so compressed anymore. It's not like we've got all kinds of spare time or energy. Even if you're not a productive person, I promise you, most of your time you've filled up. Well, I've got to have three hours for my nap and, uh, you know, or whatever. We, we fill it with all kinds of things. It's just the nature of our day. The number one enemy of intimacy and relationship with God or with anybody is busyness. The second one is, the second enemy is this, sloth. And we've got to be careful because relationships require maintenance. Relationship require maintenance. And here's the two key ingredients, time and energy. Time and energy. I'm going to make you say it. Go ahead and say time and energy. Okay. And this is what you know and I know. There seems to be a conspiracy against both. There seems to be a conspiracy against our time and our energy. And here's what we do. We economize relationally when we get busy or tired. So who is it that we're going to be short with? Or I don't have time or I don't feel like it. The people closest to us. The relationships that matter the most. And then our friend calls us or whatever. And we've been grumpy and half comatose. Just, you know, watching Jeopardy. Get cheese balls all over you. There. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm tired. And then your friend calls. Hey, man, what's up? Sure, I'll be there in 10 minutes, you know, and we've got to be careful because we economize relationally when we're busy or tired. And here's what we, here's what we hold back on and spend on other things. It's our time and our energy. So what you've got to do is guard that and make sure that we're giving God time. Don't, don't wait for leftovers. Don't wait and see, I'll see if I have any time for God. It should be other things. I'll have to wait and see if I have time for that. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, this is first. It's so important, you better give him the first part. Thank you all, both of you. Set a time and find a place. Set a time and find a place. 
If you, if you really want things to happen in your life, if you really want to have the most important thing in your life, which is an intimate relationship with the Creator, Redeemer, Father, God, you're going to have to set a time and find a place. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this. Mornings are best. It's why God created coffee. I'll find the verse for that later. I, I'm not a coffee drinker, but hot tea. It's why... Earl Grey was born. (laughs) Mornings are best. It sets the direction for the day and it happens before you get compressed. You know what I'm talking about? Compressed or distracted or whatever. And I think you need to give God the first part, not the leftovers. And remember, it is very hard to pray. Time and a place. It's very hard to pray and it's very hard to, to read the word of God. When you are in the sleep position. How many of you have ever not finished a prayer before? Lord, I just think you're so good to me. And my family. And you're gone. Come on. Come on. That's the sleep position. That's the sleep position. Or you're trying to read. You know? It doesn't work. So do what you got to do. And if you, you know, I've got about three different places that I'll head in the morning. I'll kind of choose one. I'll keep a little little variety going. But I have in my study upstairs at the house, I've got a a big cushy chair. And there's some mornings that's not going to work. So I'm in it, and, I, and, you know, maybe it's a cold morning, and I just kind of bundle up a little bit, and, oh, you know, i got to change chairs. i got to go somewhere else. And it's not about torture. It's not about torture. You can, uh, let me just put it to you this way. This is a discipline you must develop. Yes, amen. And it is, it is a discipline. And, and honestly, uh, you can find ways to be comfortable and spend time alone with God. Amen. All right, a couple more things. Uh, read and write. Read and write. Um, just look at me for a moment. You need to be a reader. And let me say this, and not to embarrass anybody. If, if school somehow, that was a bad season in your life or, or whatever, and you got passed over or something, did, and you... You have trouble reading? Reach out to us, please. And we can get you help with that. I'm serious. We, we know people that can help you learn to read. Don't, don't live embarrassed. Don't live trapped by that. Well, I, you know, I have some learning issues or school. No, no, no. Don't, don't stay that way. Your life will change. And, and we would love to connect you with somebody to help you with that. So reach out to us, okay? Reach out to us. And we won't embarrass you in any way. We will cheer you on for that. And that being said, everybody here, be a reader. Be a reader. Uh, John Wesley actually said this, and this is for pastors. He said, either read or get out of the ministry. Wesley said that. Either read or get out of the ministry. John Maxwell says, Bill Hybel says, a number of others say, readers, uh, leaders are readers. And I, have, I impose upon our staff pastors 
They have to do book reports for me. I want them reading. I want them learning. I no longer accept from any of them, well, I'm really not a big reader. You are now. You are now. Because of what happens when you read. And, there are, and I'm not just talking about the Bible. There, there are wonderful books out there. Godly, scholarly, inspiring books that are out there that you can, you can get and, and read and it will help you to grow. So you've got, to, you've got to read and write. So I read scripture, and I also have some devotionals, numerous devotionals, and then I have other books that I'm reading parts of and that fuel me, that feed me, that fire me up, that make me think. And you've got to spend some time doing that. Read and then write. Don't be afraid to write some things down. It's like, oh, wow. And grab hold of these nuggets. You should be searching for treasure every morning. And when you're reading the Bible especially, don't just read it. Let it speak to you. I hope you got that. Don't just read it. Let it speak to you. Take your time. Think about it. That's one of the, one of the missing ingredients of people today is thinking. And you need to... Here's a real good key for understanding the Bible. You ready for this? Read slow. Because here's what some people do. I've got to read this. I'm in, I'm in the read through the Bible in a week program. <laughs> or through a year. And they're just like... <laughs> so, you know, it's like an auctioneer just, just, just going through. Take your time. My mom always said this. Chew your food. Because I would just like wolf it, you know. And you need to chew your food. You need to take your time. Yes, make some progress as far as reading through. But there are some things especially you want to make sure that you are, you are slowing down. Don't just read it. Let it speak to you. Ask yourself questions. What does it say? Why is it here? What should I do about it? How can I remember it? What does this really mean? It's just super, super important that you take the time to read and write. And then lastly, and I'm only going to touch on this just real quick. Lastly, pray. Everybody say pray. Pray. And I'm going to give you a little acrostic here for you. And I've given this before to you. Kind of help you in prayer here. Adoration. Everybody say adoration. Adoration. Confession. Confession. And that means that admit it. Thanksgiving. Supplication. Do you know what supplication is? It's petitions. It's things that you ask God. Okay? We'll go into this in more, more detail later. And then let me throw this in into all of you, for all of you. And I don't care what your background is. Hear me on this. I don't care what your background is, where you're from, what your tradition that you come from. When Jesus left this earth, he said, I'm about to leave, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I won't leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm going to send to you a helper, a comforter. And he used this Greek word we translate here, another. And that's a weak translation. He said, I'm going to give you another comforter. Really what that, in the Greek, if you really kind of pull it out and overlay it in our language, says, I'm going to send you someone who's just like me. 
and will do in my absence what I would do if I were present with you. And he said, so I'm sending you another comforter, a helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Now, and I've done numerous series on this so that you can understand the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit does not make you weird. He won't make you weird. He will help you. He will help you. I've said this before. People who get weird about the Holy Spirit, they get weird no matter what they were doing. Okay? So, don't judge the Holy Spirit by some people. The Holy Spirit is wonderful gift present from God to be in our lives. And one of the things that he does is to help us when we pray. And we can pray in the Spirit. And that means a couple of things, actually. It means that we, he helps us, and it's not just mental. But the Spirit is helping us to pray. And also there's a, a supernatural gift, a basic gift. A gift that he will give you to be able to have a prayer language. It's also called praying in the spirit that builds you up, helps you to pray the perfect will of God. You give thanks well and you and you communicate directly with God. And and first Corinthians tells us my spirit by the Holy Spirit in me. It's the Holy Spirit helping you to pray. And that's a wonderful part. So the last part here is spirit. We'll talk more about that as well. So everybody say adoration. Adoration, do you, do you know what, what that is? You just need to tell God, listen, you need to tell God how awesome he is. Why, well, God, you're God, you're like really God and everything. You need to find lists of his names, start talking about the stuff he made and things that he's done. Adoration and crank it up. Confession. Nothing without you. Father, forgive me for this. Get it out of the way. Thanksgiving. Huge Thanksgiving. And you always have something to be thankful for. Well, I don't know. I don't feel so good in the morning. You woke up in the morning. Be thankful for that. Supplication. Asking. And then spirit. Amen. Nothing more important. Nothing more important than a relationship with your heavenly father. And hear me on this as as I close tonight. That's what was lost. And that's what was found. That's what was broken. And that's what Jesus came to restore. And it's the most important thing you can have in life. And uh, before we finish tonight, first of all, did you get anything out of the message tonight? Did you get anything out of the message?